is a hose head. Production! Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gate. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot things. Dark arts and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. They're making the quality of these things better and better. They're not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) You are in disguise because Billy murdered 12 women last night. Who's Billy? (laughs) (laughs) What would your name be? Uh, I don't know. I got to look at that. The disguise Um, glasses kind of got a Hitler mustache on it. uh, This looks like... uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, my name is Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like Rambaldo or something. Something weird. <laughs> Definitely something ethnic. For sure. <laughs> All right. Welcome everybody to the podcast. What's going on, everybody out what's there? A, uh, what's what's Forrest Gump's password? What? One Forrest one. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> That's stupid. They're all stupid. One of the probably earliest recordings that me and Billy have ever done. It is strange. Yeah, I fucking feel alive. I didn't work today. It's fucking kind of yeah. nice. It's fucking what? It's one o'clock. One. It's kind of nice. All right. That's not bad. Let's get fucked up. <laughs> Hail Caesar, Korean barbecue, 7% bar strength. Actually, I feel like they're... It's not bad. I'm having a Caesar I, since... I today. feel like that name is like pushing it. Hail Caesar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. That's kind of funny. They're, 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 they're walking the line on that for sure. So we are talking about Peter Woodcock. As I said, I want to try to dive into some more Canadian things. I've had a couple of fans say like, can you guys like kind of like event, like talk about some Canadian things? Eh? And I was like, yeah, we can do that. So. <laughs> that's exactly how they asked. Was it just <laughs> yeah. like that? Okay. Hey buddy, can you talk about, oh, that's not <laughs> I was out on the golf course the other day and I realized a bunch of the <laughs> fucking Cobra chickens were chasing me around. And I thought, you know what? These fucking Yankee doodles haven't even talked about anything <laughs> Canadian lately. So we need to fucking step that up. Yeah, I'm going to send him a message right now. You know what's funny? On my Blackberry. Fucking, that tech, those TikTok videos of people putting like, um, like uh, animations on like chickens and like like hawks and birds where they have like arms and shit. Yeah. So fucking yeah, funny. I like those. Like dying laughing. So this is crazy. So this is Peter Woodcock and we're going to be diving into a lot more Canadian serial killers that's going to happen. We're kind of just getting into it as I've said before, right? We're just kind of, we're getting towards the um, I guess you could say epicenter of serial killers, like the seventies, eighties, mm-hmm. like we're going towards that direction. And, um, this guy is known as the killer that could not be cured. I wonder if he just kept like using dildos and people. What do you mean? Like wood dildos. What? Take his name literally. Oh, Woodcock. <laughs> yeah. He's got a pretty <laughs> bad name. Um, I've, I've, I've that's I've, a terrible name to have like growing up in elementary Woodcock? school. I oh, feel fuck bad. yeah. But the thing is too, we had that teacher in, um, in, in fucking the teacher named Mr. Wood. Oh and, yeah. yeah. And we would write got wood on the board with a question mark and he would just be like, 
and he'd like <laughs> race it with the chalk. It's like like almost every day we would do it, and I'm sure he fucking loved that. It's like I'm I'm gonna kill these kids. So David Michael. Kruger, and it's spelt the same way as Freddy Krueger, hence why I'm wearing the Nightmare on Elm Street shirt, best known by his birth name, Peter Woodcock, was a Canadian serial killer, child rapist, and diagnosed psychopath. Probably from Quebec, I'm assuming. No, no, not from (laughs) Quebec. That was a good guess, though. He's from an an equally as horrible place. Uh. Ontario, Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these are by far the two worst provinces. Yeah, that's I could true. Fuck Ontario. Uh, he gained notoriety for murder, uh, the murders of three young children in the late 1950s, as well as for a murder in 1991 on the first day of his unsupervised release from the psychiatric institute in which he had been incarcerated for his crimes, his earlier crimes. Well, you know what one you can day, say? <laughs> just day. because of that, you can say that at least it wasn't premeditated. <laughs> it's one day, he's just like, fuck it. Uh, here's my opportunity. Like when people go on furlough and shit like that, yeah. and they like get to do all these crimes and murder people. And Billy is dressed like the whitest white guy. He looks like he's ready to tee I off. White, I just have a golf hat. That's all you don't like. I wear the same thing. I always say. I it's just the golf hat that makes you look like you're on the, you know, the green, ready to, to whack a ball into a fucking pond. Um, but it is, you know, like other than Tiger Woods and a couple of golf players, most of them are white. You don't see a whole lot of black guys going out being like, I want to play. Let's play golf today, Jerome. And it's just like that never fucking happens. Yeah, white's <laughs> primarily, but you can say that about all sports except for football and basketball. Yeah, Jesus, Dutch, and Trenton are fucking. Oh, what the fuck's happening? Golf and canceled <laughs> Billy. Jesus, it's like everyone just fucking appears in the chat. Jesus Christ. Oh fuck. Um, for the YouTube videos, I'll sometimes if the if the comments are funny, maybe I'll show them on the screen so people can see what the hell people are saying on Twitch uh, for afterwards. But mm-hmm. you know, Peter Wilcock, uh, he's uh. In Interesting looking dude. Uh, he looks like a Nathan. He he looks, uh, looks like a Nathan. He does kind of look like a Nathan, but his name is it will we'll get into it. Uh his name's Nathan now. Just call he Nathan. does look like uh Peter Woodcock kind of look his uh image up, everybody. He kind of looks like he's yeah, he he's most likely a child child rapist, uh, but he kind of looks like a, I actually know people that look like <laughs> so doesn't he look like he's ready to bomb like a building or something like that? Like just Oh, he looks like he got bullied. Yes, for sure. And then if you didn't tell me that he was killing people, like I'd assume he couldn't handle killing people. Well, (laughs) judges like they acknowledged us. Um, Peter Woodcock was born in Peterborough, actually, which is pretty crazy. Ontario to a 17 year old factory worker. Um, Oh, that sounds like that's a good role model dad right there. uh, His mom was named Wetika. Wetika. Who, what the fuck is that shit? What? What? Watika. What? 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 That's a fucking weird name. Watika. It's W A I T A. That's it. Watika. Wood. There's no K. What? But the T. What? It's just Wata. What? Wata. Wata. Woodcock. It's literally Wata Woodcock. That's a fucking strange name. I feel like there might be a missing letter there, but. Maybe it's Juanita. I don't know. That's uh, that's fucking strange. Uh, she, Is she white? Like, do we know? He looks like white. Yeah, as fucking but, yeah, white, but his white dad could get. be fucking white, and it's a black and white photo, bro. I don't know. He man. could be European. 
Could he be European? Well, he'd still be white. Uh, let's see, see, senor. Yeah, that's on Wikipedia. That's her name. Is Wata Wata Woodcock? Waheha. Who gave him up for adoption after breastfeeding him for a month? She's like, Fuck I can't noise. stand this fucking shit anymore. This guy, this baby suckles too hard on my nippies. Yeah, fuck you, Peter. <laughs> fucking garbage. Um, she was 17 years old when she had him, went to Woodcock. And, you know, after a month of trying it out, she was like, fuck this. I, and, gave, I gave it a try. I gave it a try. And she gave him up for adoption. Uh, adoption agencies uh, records report that the newborn Peter showed feeding problems and cried constantly. So I don't know what that means. Maybe if he like bites on the nipple a little aggressively and shit. Or it wasn't eating. Or it wasn't. As an infant, he stayed in various foster homes, unable to bond with any of his foster parents, which shows like a disconnect. Like this is, he probably was born with mental issues. I could just guess because it is weird for you to come out of the womb. And maybe it's because you were abandoned by your mother. But I feel like as a baby, you don't really know that yet you know to later on and it might fuck you up i feel like you know it you know what's going on yeah so uh, for all these books i'm listening to at work now that i have the chance to do that um supposedly like their baby spirituality when they come into the baby that they like that the spirit that Stop is coming in babies yeah, and the spirit that's connected to the baby can actually do things if a parent's fighting the baby will laugh and distract them because its soul knows it's trying to make a happy environment for the parents it's strange which could be possible, but who knows? Or it's just a baby that's like, stop fighting. Here, smile. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> so uh, it is he like after his first birthday, he became terrified of anybody approaching him. So obviously he did have serious problems. His speech was incoherent, described as a strange whine. He described as strange whining animal noises. What do you think that he sounded like at one years old? That's a baby. Whining. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to practice this one. <laughs> it's like whiny, so. Oh, like kids cry. Like, yeah. but is is this saying that it's so specifically odd that, that it's they, not like a kid cry? All the research I've done, yeah, it's just like he was like he made these weird animal whining noises, like that most babies would make. Everyone was like, "This sounds is- like my brother." <laughs> like a cat it's just like what is wrong with this fucking child throw him back literally like a dog whining <laughs> <laughs> give him back we don't want him he was also physically abused by at least one of his early foster parents of course oh it's probably a bird with a two-year-old woodcock having um having to be given medical treatment for an injury on his neck after receiving a beating oh wow and this uh, how is how old he was two years old. Oh, fucking poor. So that's kid. what I'm saying. Like you're you're breeding a fucking serial killer by doing stuff like that, especially foster parents. And that's why eventually when we get into Jimmy Savile, which will be an absolutely fucked up episode, um, right? He went around to foster homes. You should watch the documentary on Netflix so you get an idea. And uh, he like went to foster homes and abducted children and like in hospitals and acted like this nice guy. And then he was uh, like grooming children and then killing them and doing a whole bunch of shit. Yo, what's up, Mr. Tiny Corn Dog? I fucking love that name. Give me a fucking follow. That's fucking awesome. Mr. Tiny Corn Dog. I fucking love that shit. That is the funniest fucking name. And you have a strange picture. 
<laughs> that's awesome. Appreciate uh, you jumping in the chat, Holmes. Uh, so that's uh, it's it's just there's a lot of weird shit, obviously, mm-hmm. in, in foster care. It's funny how a lot of that that happens more often. I feel like than not, where they get adopted, and then it's like parents that prey on like children or just weirdos. Well, there's a lot of uh, especially and, back then. Yeah, even back. I'm then. sure back then, like the incentives were always there as to like nobody's just picking up children for the like. Well, not nobody, of yeah. course, but there's a there's a good amount of people that are only adopting for the money. Oh, that's true. And the thing is, think about it. He was born in 1939 on March 5th. So when he was two, it was 1941. It was in the middle of World War II, like yeah. in Canada. But the thing is, like, he, he, like, it's fucking weird. So obviously, in like, you're huh. beating a kid, you're giving him probably head injuries. At least he got a neck injury from, yeah. and then the more, if you, you know, we know Starts we know about serial killers, they use have head up. injuries, right? Like a lot of times it happens. And he was placed in a stable home at the age of three with foster mm-hmm. parents Frank and Susan Maynard, Maynard, just like the candy. Oh, okay. <laughs> An upper middle class couple with another son, Susan Maynard, who was described as a forceful woman with exaggerated sense of propriety. So she, so she was a con. She was a bitch. She was a fucking bitch. <laughs> Be, uh, became strongly there, attached to the maladjusted child who would still scream when someone approached him. Just like, hey, how's it going, Peter? It's like sc- fucking. What was the word you used to describe him? Do you mean strange to say, animal noise? No, did you say what? Did you mean malnourished? Maladjusted. So he's. I don't know what that means. He's not really adjusted. He's not. He's not adjusted. He's not an he's adjusted just, kid. Okay. He's, he's, he's a weird the fuck kid. Out. Yeah, and he's fucking strange. Okay. And obviously, um, so she became attached to him, even though he was just a. But maybe he needed that someone who actually would care. And by age five, Woodcock remained socially maladjusted and became the target of neighborhood bullies. So and of course he, looked, he did. His name was Woodcock. Yeah, and the thing is, he and you look like that. Fair trade. He does look like a very nerdy kid that looks like he's probably physically weak and wouldn't be able to protect himself. And then you, it's it's literally like the 40s. Yeah, he didn't oh, drink his milk. Yeah, milk is not good. <laughs> yeah, the mom, he need the mom's titty milk because that has all the good things. You need your antibodies. But then after that, stop drinking milk or you'll look like me. Um, <laughs> but I drink beer instead. <laughs> but Same <it's>, thing. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, and it's, it's the 1940s. You know, yeah. kids are fucking walking around with their like, you know, that circle thing and they make it run with a stick. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's a dick to each other. It's just like kids are probably brutal back then because there wasn't this social norm of like bullying is bad. It's just like you, you get your lickings, you know what I mean? You get beat up. Shit happens. <laughs> I'd like, I want to see. I wish there was like Gosh, just more tr- documentaries for like people actually in that day, not just yeah. stories. Well, I know. And like footage is mostly from the war because they're all distracted. Right? Yeah. But it would be cool if like, you know, we had some sort of technology where you could just step in like a booth and experience like a VR reality so of cool. that time <laughs> error. It would be fucking crazy. And maybe we will get there eventually. You know, they want us to be like ready player. Well, like, yeah, no, everything, every everything that would be on there would be nothing more than hearsay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it would just be taking documented facts, I guess. And and, trying to replicate it as best you can. You know, and and all the people are starting to die out, right? That are from that time era. They're getting there. It's like even better than that. I love when everybody starts to film, especially you get like those old, uh, 
Roman Empire times, and yeah. they're like, "This is what they did." And it's like, it's like "Are you, you sure? <laughs> how do you know? Did, did you just read that once and you just went off? Like the story is intriguing. Kudos for Roman's coming up with all of it, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you really know? And then you, history is written by the victor, right? Yeah. But we 100%. know one thing: the Romans love little boys. Um, it's fair. <laughs> worried about the child's <laughs> fragile emotional state, Frank and Susan would regularly bring him to the hospital for sick kids. Toronto, mm-hmm. I'm assuming in Toronto, the Sick Kids Hospital, where Woodcock received extensive treatment. Woodcock was sent to a private school, but again failed to make friends or interact successfully with his peers and remained isolated. He didn't even try, man. He was probably just an awkward, weird kid, and everyone's like, man, this kid's like one of those psycho kids in the classroom. You know, he's like, it's like, what are you doing there, Peter? <laughs> making a shiv. <laughs> yeah, he's making a shiv. I was like, he's like drawing like fucking just women bloody and cut up and or like his bullies. You know what I mean? Drawing a dick. <laughs> yeah. He's like fucking Jonah Hill. It's like I was dicks everywhere. with dicks. But Bainier, all of them are, all the them, juicier. All of them are cut up. Like <laughs> cut off dicks. Replaced with wood replacement. And then he... And then when he grew up, he cut off his own dick, and now he's part of the community. Now he's literally <laughs> pegging people. Yeah. Uh, so strange. Stupid. By, by the age 11, he was described as an angry little boy. And a Children's Aid Society report on him, uh, and this is what it read. Oh, there's a Children's Aids. No, 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 no. This is what it said about him. Slight in build, neat in appearance, eyes bright and wide, worried facial expression, sometimes screwing up of eyes, walks briskly and erect, nice, moves rapidly, darts ahead, interesting and questionably consistently in conversation. He attributes his wandering to the feeling of ner- his is wandering to the feeling of so nervous. This guy, this guy wrote this, this children's aid guy is fucking retarded. Uh, he just, uh, he just gets away sometimes. In some ways, Peter was a little, uh, capacitated for self-control. He appears to act out almost as everything he thinks and demonstrates excessive affection for his foster mother. So he's like a crazy mother's boy, but he's a mommy's boy. He's a mommy's boy, which also would get you beat up. Most likely (laughs) he, he appears to, you know, act out, um, and so he acts out a lot. Although he verbalizes his resentment for other children, he's never been known to physically attack another child. Peter apparently has no friends. He plays occasionally with younger children, uh, ma- managing the play. This is written very strangely. It's uh, fucking 1940s. Yeah. When when with this child his own age, he boasts. Uh, he's boastful and expresses determinately ideas which are unacceptable and misunderstood. So he's saying some crazy shit and being yeah being weird a little fucking ridiculous. where the fact that he's uh they say that like he he does verbalize how much he fucking despises other children mm-hmm. but has never known to attack them so like, i fucking hate everybody it's like no it's fucking an angry little kid and probably because he's just physically he's not physically able to do anything about it he just kind of takes it and mm-hmm. that develops yeah nowhere to vent either and yeah especially back then it's like nobody gave a shit about you. Oh, they're <laughs> breaking two year olds' necks and just being yeah, like, oh, bring it to the hospital. Be like, this fucking idiot. We'll bring it back to. <laughs> he beats the kid. The dad brings it back. Like the foster parent brings it back to the. What's the like, return this, policy? This on these one's things? broken. <laughs> this kid's broken. He keeps making strange animal sounds. So I fucking. You sold me a lemon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kicked him in the fucking neck. No, I should not. <laughs> the signs of Woodcock violent fantasies were present at this time. 
Seen when a social worker was walking him at the Canadian National Exhibit and Wood, uh, Woodcock muttered, I wish I had a bomb would fall on all the the on the exi- exhibition and kill all the children. I thought you said, I wish I had a bum. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said, he's like, I wish I, I had, know a, what you meant now. <laughs> I wish I had a bomb. I wish, a, oh, he said, I wish a bomb would fall on the exhibition and all the children and kill all the children. It's like, he's muttering this and you're like walking beside him. Like, I don't know, you know, like they're taking him out for a day and you're like, <sighs> Looking down, this I'm gonna fucking like, hit you. Jesus Christ, I'm gonna break your other side of your neck. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> sh- 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 shut up. Sh- shut your mouth. Uh, Woodcock was sent to a school for emotionally disturbed children in Kingston, Ontario. What do you think that school was like in the 40s? It's like we send all the emotional kids or people that mentally handicapped, especially back then, to this fucking school. You're, you, you're emotionally. Um, That's kind of what we still do. Mm-hmm. Like, Put them in a room. Yeah, Lock you guys are you guys are separated now because you're diminishing everybody else's quality of yeah. life. And he began acting on his strong sexual urges with other children. Oh shit! Is he humping them or? I don't know, man. At eleven? Yeah, uh, with really? Woodstock. Well, he's so what with Woodcock stating uh, that he had consensual intercourse with a twelve-year-old girl when he was thirteen. Oh, fuck me. I did that thing too. It's okay. Um, when he was <laughs> so fucked up. And when he was Pokemon fi- still. Yeah. yeah just playing Pokemon. Um, when he turned 15, he was discharged from the school and returned to live with his foster parents. He was soon enrolled at a, pri- like an, I don't know what an original private school is. It's like, we did it first, everybody. Okay. Well, I mean, like it was probably before it was about the money and things. And yeah. it was like, look, like you can't be around a lot of other people. So you're going to go to a private high school. Can you guess where he failed at again? Connecting with his peers. I was going to, I thought you were honestly going to say a subject. And I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Math. <laughs> <laughs> he failed connecting with his peers once again. He, he's, he's not, uh, he's not connecting. Not well. a people he's not, people. He's not making friends, honestly. Mm-hmm. So uh, when he was 15, he was discharged, as we said, and he went to live with his foster parents. This is um, this is not necessarily Peter's fault. After all, he was still a child and may not be fully aware of how to control his awkwardness and his social interactions. And, and obviously, yeah. he you have no leadership either. Beaten by people, he was mostly sexually molested, um, and it fucked him up. I'm sure it made yeah. it. You, they turned him into a psychopath. But nothing was done to fix the situation. Rather be therapy to curve some of his odd behavior um, or, you know, placing him in a school that can maybe better interpret Peter's problems and help his weird, immature, like social dysfunction that he had. Mm -hmm. And they tried. the, The thing is, he did have help. They were trying. The parents obviously we're trying to do something, but also it's, you know, the 1940s at this time, it's getting into the 1950s and you just, they probably like, stop doing that. And like, he's jerking off in the fucking washroom and the nun comes in and fucking whacks him with a stick. Do we have that type of shit? I know we had like the residential schools, which are horrible, obviously, which will be an episode, a very sad episode one day, but like, do we have like the, the very like Catholic, I guess we did because that's where the indigenous children went. Like where they like would slap them around, be like you fucking speak English. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the nuns and stuff. Yeah, and it's like shit. we don't have it as often now, but I guess we still have a bunch of the Catholic schools. Oh, we also have a lot more uh, laws and rules. Yeah. And <laughs> Do we? People though? care about their children a little bit more today. 
they're they? kind of concerned about what uh, they're feeling at school, which yeah, is fucking ridiculous to me. Yes, but. it is true. <laughs> you know, they're just they're teaching them all about gay sex at five years old, and that's okay. <laughs> Really. You're not old enough to drink, but you're allowed to change your identity at <laughs> fucking seven. He's so true. Uh, at the age of 16, he left his private school again and went to public, uh, public high school. So now he's getting to high school where children from the neighborhood instantly recognized him and they resumed the bullying. It's like the bullying was on pause. And it's like, is that fucking Peter? Is that fucking Peter? It is Peter. All right. Back to it. Press play on the Game Boy. And it's just like they just beat the chef. <laughs> he, he transferred to a private high school six weeks later. Like, imagine his parents like, fuck, we're trying. This kid, he keeps I don't know where the fuck up. to like, put him. He's in, in honestly going from school to school is even kind of worse. It's yeah. not going to make it any better. While his peers again shunned him. His teachers there remember him as a very bright student who is excellent in science, history, and English. And he frequently scored 100% on his test. So he was super intelligent, which also makes you awkward and weird because yeah. he probably has more understanding and critical thinking than the children. But also if he's thinking in the back of his head, I want all these children to get blown up by a bomb. And the funny thing is I forgot about that when I was researching it, is that I said that he looked like someone who would probably drop a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Like that makes you think like, again, not much was diagnosed back. Then yeah. anyway, like it's Asperger's true. even. Yeah, yeah. That's I I was just thinking about um, that too as soon as you said that. Yeah. It's that's a possibility. Possible. This is my favorite part of the entire story is Peter Woodcock's prized possession was a red and white um Schwinn Dildo. bicycle. Oh, okay. He loved his Schwinn. He loved his bike. That man. was a good uh that was a good make, wasn't it? I, I feel like I've heard that a couple of times. That was like top tier. Schwinn was like, was like a shit. top tier. That's yeah. what that uh cheater fucking wrote on. What cheater? The fuck the cheater, man. Um, Lance Armstrong, I got my Armstrong. <laughs> Everyone join the Instagram Stranger podcast because I've spliced a video of the three times Billy has done. Because at the video, like the original video, he's uh, he's what are you? It's a uh, what's that shit called that we used to? I used elliptical. to have elliptical, and he's like, I'm Neil Armstrong. I got my Armstrong. I'm laughing. I was like, it's Lance Armstrong. <laughs> and so Lance Armstrong, the cheater, he had a Schwinn bike. I'm pretty cheat. sure it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Leave him alone. Isn't he just stoned. Didn't he just smoke weed or did he actually cheat with like steroids? I thought was that okay. So I can't remember if it was him or someone else. Yeah. Somebody did get like eliminated from their prize for smoking weed. And that was actually more recently so in the Olympics. Uh, it's like, how is Mickey slow? Fuck. What was it? It was an Olympics. Yeah, it was. It Olympi- was. Olympian. Fuck. <laughs> That's going to drive me nuts. I'm going to think about it though. So it's just funny. Anyone knows, put it in the chat. I'm curious. He loved this bike. Yeah. I'm also curious. So if you guys are in the chat. Yeah, and he loved this bike. Like it, it, it would remind me. Have you ever seen? Now that we have Discovery Plus, it has like all like the strange addiction episodes. Yeah, back yeah. then we remember all of them. And the guy like loves his car and like kisses it, and he like fucking fucks the car, like jerks off in the seat. Reminds me like he, this guy loves his bike. It's like Peter, what you doing over there? And he's like nothing. He's like cleaning his bike, and it's like he's got a fucking heart on. And the kids beat him up. Reminds <laughs> me of like um, what's that scene? Is it, uh, no, uh, yeah, I think it's, um, uh, what's that movie? Robin Williams, Jumanji. And remember when the, I know. Wait, give me a, I was like, Robin Williams, that narrows it down. I'm like, a few other clues, please. And then when that kid gets chased by all those other kids in the bike. Yeah, yeah. And he just gets, they beat the chef. I'm figuring this happens to him a lot. So at least the bike gave him kind of a getaway. Right, you didn't say the karate kid. That's also true, yeah. And on which he was, he's, uh, he was, 
he kind of, he just, he wandered. Supposedly he had, and that's what the um, children's age person said, that he was a compulsive wanderer. Like he just liked to wander places. Going to go ahead and assume like he's, yeah, something's not right there. He rode uh, the bike uh, to the far reaches of the city, even during the deep, cold Toronto winters. And uh, so he would be out there on his bike, fucking dead of winter, being like, I love this stuff. And this is my favorite part of the entire episode. He in his his he evolved a fantasy, okay, okay, in which he led a gang of five hundred invisible boys on bikes called the Winchester Heights Gang. Damn, <laughs> isn't that fucking funny? This kid's off his rock, man. <laughs> like, this is like, that what now timeline on this is like he's sixteen. Yeah, he he's a teenager. I think he's about sixteen. Holy and, fuck, um, and he's still it doing 19, that shit. Like what, nineteen fifty six, fifty seven, and he's uh. He's just riding on a bike like fucking the witch from the Wizard of Oz. But then he just envisions like all these a gang of 500 boys in his head. He thinks like this is kind of real that he has like a gang. Of, and if that's happening gang. at that age, you know, something's already fucking. Yeah, that's fucking weird. The Winchester Heights gang. So I'm going to call you the Winchester Heights gang. Yeah, you might. This might be a little off uh, putting, but um, for the podcast, anyway, yeah. I think it's fucking funny. So I'm saying uh, we were at work the other day, and there was a group home. Uh, and this group home, you know what a group home is, right? Yes, oh, like, yeah. I've heard horrible. I knew okay, some kids so growing up. This group rooms. home was uh, like a mansion. Like, just really? the most beautiful fucking thing I've ever seen. I was like, holy fuck. Like, gated community group homes. I was like, this is insane. Gated community group home? Gated. <laughs> and uh, my buddy looks at me. He's like, fuck, all I got to do in living there is get an extra chromosome? Fucking count me in. <laughs> <laughs> there's some really bad ones like i obviously i had a past of um going like i was a fucked up uh, kid. of course there's fucking bad no, no no i'm talking about group home for special needs people oh yeah oh, um mitch is uh i don't know why mitch always gets brought up in this podcast it is strange i mention him fucking so often because he always has stories but his his wife does that for a job she gets paid fairly well but she likes sometimes to do the night shift it's like, yeah, it'd be a nightmare man with a lot of it's hard to do. Yeah, that'd people. be a hard And um, hers is actually on the reserve. So you have indigenous children that have mental issues and stuff like that. And it's, it's a hard job. It's, you know, it's hard to, you know, it's people have issues. Um, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be insensitive and it would be a hard job. It would be because you're dealing with people that have mentally handicaps and don't function properly. You know, it's, you know, it's super so sad too. Is I've, well I've talked job. to a couple of people like that. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, how do you like it? Like that seems anytime you're in a situation like that, like that seems hard. Yeah. You know what? Almost a trending theme between all of them is, what? is it doesn't really get to you if you stop caring. You and have I'm to like, dissociate. Wow. You have to like, you have to that dissociate from like fucking brutal. She's like, yeah. you gotta be super nice, super polite, yeah. but you gotta like kind of not care. Yeah. Got to associate because even I knew kids like being in the like I was in a youth jail. I, I did stupid shit. I was a dumb kid and uh, in and out of like just youth jails. And a lot of the kids were from group homes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like their parents didn't care about or their parents were like, you're too much to handle. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like and they then they would get shipped to group homes. Like mm-hmm. if they like, cops find them on the street and uh, a lot of them would break out. Like go do drugs. Like it was, and and these are people. Okay. And uh, even when I went to the youth jail, these were people like younger than me that did it as a job and were just in a house full of these kids that were delinquents. And, and it would be a hard, tough job to deal with like in me or there's like, trying to deal with like seventh graders is bad. Trying to deal yeah. with people that are like 
purposefully going out of the way to try to fuck up a bunch of one of the youngest kids was like he was like this 12 this kid that was 12 and he was like the short little fucking gangster ass kid that was scrappy shit funny too so like they're just gonna start like breaking shit and going (laughs) no it is i remember uh, me and this kid um we fucking took all the fucking uh, couch cushions and made this huge fort and the staff members came in because there were just staff members. There weren't cops or anything like that. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? We're like, hee We're like inside the fucking thing. It's like, we're bored, man. You guys gave us a Nintendo. That's it. <laughs> so fucking, yeah, I've had, a, I've had a weird past. I understand what it would be like to deal with some of these Which fucking kids. So it's funny. Uh, his foster parents were aware of his this fantasy and his compulsion to wander how he would just be like it'd be funny like even in probably school you know the teacher would be like hey uh peter you know what's this math problem we'll give you a math problem no. and he's like and he's like his eyes go wide and he just kind of starts walking down the hall it's like peter uh peter peter and he's just like uh we couldn't find him for three hours he's fucking he, was standing at, <laughs> he was standing at the fucking uh he was standing at the back watching the um groundskeeper fucking <laughs> mow the lawn he's just like staring at the guys like i could do that yeah I could do that job. <laughs> I have my my gang of boys. I'm fucking aggressive. Those lines. <laughs> he's like mowing the lawn. He's got a vision of 500 other people mowing the lawn, and he's only doing one section. So he got my friends got the rest. He's like Peter. What friends? It's like you don't see them. That's my gang. Like, yeah. uh, They're I, doing a great job. They're working way harder. That's the Winchester Heights gang. You ever know? You ever heard about the boys? They're my boys, man. It's just any. Oh fuck yeah! He obviously like these parents knew, so he probably said like, "Yeah, I go bike riding, and my gang follows me." Like, what gang, Peter? What are you talking about? He's like, "Yeah, my 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 boys." You don't have any boys. You don't have friends, man. It's like, I got friends. Okay, you can't see them, but I fucking have friends. They're there, <laughs> but they're unable. Um, they're unaware that he began traveling around Toronto on his bike and and sexually assaulting children. Is it bad that I kind of want to know the details? I want to know how he did it. Like, did he just like where nobody was catching him? Yeah, he spent 16, 17. So he's like getting like a a younger boy to be like, come here, I got a fucking lollipop. It's a fucking alley here. Yeah, it's it's, and and thing is because like other, like almost like uh, the youngest serial killer in American history, can't think of his name, we covered him. And uh, he, right, how he abused uh, children that were younger than him because he was abused. Mm -hmm. So then he started, and that happens a lot. Like more frequently, people that have been molested do especially men molest people when they're older it happens right because they they want to feel that power the control of what they lost yes and now so he's doing this and on september 15th 1956 17 year old woodcock was riding his bike around the grounds of the exhibition place where he met a seven-year-old wayne matlett uh he lowered the little boy out of sight and then proceeded to strangle him to death oh fuck just killed him eh and uh Gross. so fucking crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. This kid is at least it's in the 50s, it's not anything recent, so we're all fucking we're all Gucci on this. Yeah, it's not like that's weird. It's like, oh, it's just whatever. The kids back then, fuck them. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even real if it was 50 years yeah, ago. That's true. <laughs> Wayne's body was found in near the uh the early hours of September 16th. It appeared that his clothing had been removed and he had been redressed. Pretty, pretty fucked That's up. not even redressed. They barely yeah. put his pants back on. His face was pushed into the dirt and two bike marks were found uh, on the body. Bite marks, not bike marks. I was like, he's riding him over. I was going to say, <laughs> like, why did you just like rat yourself so, out bite, there? Bite marks. So the fucking Peter Woodcock was biting him. 
And uh, very oh, disturbing, obviously. Yeah, he tried to redress him. And uh, yes, his body, his uh, one of the bo- uh, boy's calves had a bite on it. And there was another bite uh, on the buttocks. Uh, so he bit this kid's ass. So strange. It's, uh, yeah, he likes it kinky. There's no evidence of rape, it. though. However, pennies were scattered near the body. And what? We, yeah. And, okay, this is. Thanks is a good time, whore. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. But, and, uh, Penny, See you on the flip side. I feel like that might have been it. Like, thanks for the good time. Like, that's fucked. Uh, and, um, but, uh, Peter, Peter had shit next to the victim as well. He defecated. There was a pile of poopy next to the kid's body, I guess. It's just like after you're done, you're just like, fucking, you know, go to the washroom. <laughs> this hey, whatever we, we already dug this like <laughs> that is fucking crazy imagine the cops find that i'd be like holy shit we got a fucking serial killer on our hands and it's like a 17 year old kid or like a murderer at least Try to- yeah like those would not as weird as they would be it would never really look at children first they did though uh we're uh strangely it's probably because of how the crime was committed that it wasn't really thought out and there's like shit and it's like what adult is taking a shit next to this fucking dead boy's body yeah it's kind of weird it happens uh toronto police initially arrested and interrogated another boy uh ron moffett uh through relentless questioning they ex- uh they extracted actually a confession from 14 year old uh ron didn't even do it well, that's what they did. Okay, if you think about it, eventually, I, I don't know if I eventually want to talk about like Stephen Avery, right? You've seen that doc. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how, uh, what's his name? Um, the boy that was kind of slow. Uh, well, I can't think of his name. And he, sure. they, they, like, he just like talking about wrestling, could tell that he was mentally not sound. And they just got him to confess because they just kind of convinced him, convinced he, did him he did it. And when you have someone who is uh, young uh, and they think like, Hey, you're going to get out of here. Okay. We're going to, we're going to take you out of here and you can go back to your parents. If you just tell us what happened, tell us what happened. It's like you killed him. Right. And it's like, well, and then they think and this happens so many times in police confessionals that if I get, if I, especially for children, if I, if I say it, I'm allowed to leave. Yeah. But they didn't even do it, right? So despite a witness who clearly placed him in a movie theater before and after the murder of Wayne, he was found guilty and sentenced to a youth detention center. Fucking poor kid. That's fucking, and it's like happening so often, especially back then. This is the 50s. The Blaine is they witness too. I was like, I was with the fucking kid, you idiot. This is the 50s, all right? Women were working at fucking home, cooking, cleaning dishes. They didn't clean them right. The men would beat them, and they would just wear sunglasses the next day. They wouldn't even wear sunglasses. <laughs> uh, I wear my sunglasses because you know my eyes as are fucked up as this is. It just I, <laughs> you just know this happens. So okay, here's the picture. Everyone's beating their wives. It's that era where it's yeah. like yeah, and then two men go out and uh, they got their wives with them and they're just walking whatever their kids to the park or something. One wife's just like got a broken nose and the other one's got a black eye. And the two men just like <laughs> look at each other and be like. They don't learn, do they? <laughs> nope. <laughs> See you later, Jim. <laughs> it's like a super neighborly situation. <laughs> it, I, yes, we are a dark humor podcast, but I'm sure that happened. It's got to happen. The wife are just like depressed and crying. It's like, I fucking hate this, this bitch missed a spot back at me. It's like, buddy, she didn't even finish the dishes. What Nazi like, shit was that? That was from the last episode, Dutch, that will be coming out in a couple weeks on YouTube and all the audio. 
evil Nazis. Uh, there you go. That won't be the last. It won't, it's not the first. It won't be the last time we talk about Nazis. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things to go. And, um, and it, like, you know, you're right because then you would have like the women like looking at each other and like, you like, can't say shit. Bench. No. And they're like, what'd you do? Uh, didn't fold the towels. Right. <laughs> what'd you do? <laughs> so, Oh, I tried it. and then like the I one spilled his beer. The, the one bitch. I was oh, I was just gonna say that. I was like the one bitch comes in a full body cast. It's like I forgot about dinner. <laughs> That's so bad to laugh at, but it's fucking funny. So um, I'd be a good family guy. I, <laughs> I always laugh at that one where it's like this dishwasher's broken. It's his wife. Eventually, police acknowledged that there was a serial predator in Toronto, mm. and but uh, and uh, but <laughs> fucking Moffat, uh, Moff, yeah, Moffat, Wayne Moffat was not not released. Fuck sakes! So how you just had like, did he stay in jail like permanently? Uh I don't actually know. And uh, fucking weird though, because they. I don't, it says he was not released. I'm, I'm assuming once they caught Peter, he would have been. You hope so, but a lot of times people also don't want to admit mistakes. Yeah. So they're like, oh, no, he also go. did that first one. However, when notes were shared between forces, because as me, Anton was like, you know, we're, we even we've talked about it before, it's like, was Canadian cops as bad as, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, American cops about like not talking to each other mm-hmm. and something like that. It's not as bad as states, but we still did it. And, you know, go back to our Paul Bernardo Kalamoka case, which we slightly mentioned, but the fact that like the cops weren't doing as much as they could have, they like all these times that they could have caught Paul Bernardo, like this picture looks just like him, but that guy's nice, man. He's an outstanding citizen. Yeah. He's a good looking boy. Like, it's just like, so the cops were, just as bad. So, yeah, right? he just probably looks like Canadian that. cops fucking suck when it comes to a lot of stuff. Uh, so Woodcock was, uh, I guess Woodcock, he was arrested okay. uh, because they're starting to be like this weird kid, obviously been in and out of fucking mental. Well, he wasn't in mental hospitals yet, but he was in out of foster care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there's boys like there's a kid riding around his bike. And uh, he's talking to a lot of people <laughs> that, that are not are there. Not there. <laughs> and uh, so he, after his conviction, Woodcock was called as um called as a defense witness for Moffitt for Wayne. <laughs> so I was like, what? So the wrongful murder charge was stayed until 1957 and Moffitt was released from custody. So he's there for three years? Two years, I think. A year or two. Uh Nate, Shit, that's shitty. I know. Nate Henley published it uh, in 2018 an account of Moffitt's experience. Uh, the boy on the bicycle. So I guess they actually wrote a book about this kid being convicted, which I would have uh, liked to read before this. Oh, shit. Do you know this boy? That's, and it looks just like him. So yeah, probably, it looks just like Peter. So they, uh, they yeah, they definitely got him. And the thing is this picture, I would assume is probably when he's in his early twenties, maybe even 18. That's late teens. Yeah. yeah. So like the murder of Gary Morris on October 6th, 1956 would Cock was riding his bike. Peter was riding around Cabbage Town. Shout out to the Patreon, everybody. Go fucking pay for the Patreon. Remember the Cabbage Town tunnel? Yeah. A fucking say, strange just like creature. The, tomato <laughs> the cabbage. We made fun of the Irish pretty hard for that one. Fucking. Um, yeah, so the Patreon for everybody. Three dollars a month. Uh when Cock was, was riding his bike around Cabbage Town when he picked up nine-year-old uh Gary Morris. It's like mm. he's like pulling up like he's in a car, like, get in. 
We're going for a fun ride. You want some candy? Come here. It's like, get on the back of my In bike. pan. I got pegs. It's before pegs. Did pegs exist back then? Probably not. It's just like, just get on, get on the Figure back. Figure it out. There's a frame stand on it. Or he's, he's riding around his bike with this boy, like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West in that music video where he's on the motorcycle and he's just wrapping his arms around the boy and be like, we're going for a good time. I'm going to murder you. So the kid's like, what? Never mind. <laughs> he drove the boy to Cherry Beach. On his bike. So he picked the kid up on his bike. He's like, come on, we're going to have a fun time. He we're sat on the beach. handlebars. <laughs> that probably would happen. Uh, when he strangled and beat him to death oh. with the coroner later determining that Morris had died from uh, like the, the uh, an erupted liver, mm. which is fucking crazy. How the fuck do you do? He must have punched him so hard in the liver. or didn't, How would you erupt somebody's liver? Let's try it later. I was like, I, I'm surprised mine hasn't yet. I'm surprised mine hasn't when uh, you, I let Alex and fucking Billy. Oh, that was fun. Punch the shit out of my <laughs> stomach. We're all, we're all drinking, all wasted. And it, we, you know, who knows if we'll ever have Alex back on. It's just different cities and Alex is usually busy. And so is Billy. Um, but you know, when we're like drunk, I think it might've been even after the um, black plague episode. Mm. And I just let them wail on my fat <laughs> fucking stomach, trying to flex. And the next morning I woke up and I was so hungover. I'm like, why is my stomach hurt? And I had massive bruise marks around my stomach and I have a hernia too. So oh, I yeah, could have we died. We I could have easily fucking died that night. Yeah. I would have felt bad. <laughs> Erupted my fucking like hernia and then just died on the fucking floor. I would have got over it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, Morris's body was, uh, was found with a bite mark in his throat this time. Time, um, this time paper clips seem to have been been ritually sprinkled around the corpse. Peter Woodcock is fucking weird. Okay, he threw pennies on the kid like it was a prostitute, as you said. And now this time he sprinkled fucking paper clips around this kid. He's like, it's it's what I kill you for. The first kid died because of money, so he spread some money. The second kid stole his homework. I fucked him up. So that's fucking weird. Okay. Either way, again, his clothing had been removed from the victim and had been redressed. Ah, fucking guy. Yeah. This no, he's, he's got to be raping him. Murder of uh, Caroline Voice. Caroline. Vice on uh, January 19th, 1957. Woodcock, Peter was again riding his bike uh, when he approached four year old Jesus Christ, Carol Voice, and offered her a ride. <laughs> Hey, this is like it is like he's trying to. It's like, fucking hot in here, man. I know it is hot in here. It's a hot day. It's it's very humid today. He's trying to wheel these kids with his bike. Come come, come with me, and I'll <laughs> you can live. Not really, but it's like pulling up in the Lambo today, and pulls up in his whatever that brand was called again. I forget. The Schwinn bike. Schwinn. 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 <laughs> Yeah, he pulled up in his Schwinn bike, uh, <laughs> and uh, so it's uh, this. He drove her. Uh, he drove her under the Bloor um, viaduct and murdered her. That's fucked. That's in, like just in oh, Toronto. Fuck so fucking nuts, man. Where he, she was found, her clothes had been pulled off, and appeared she had been choked into an uncon- uh, unconsciousness and sexually molested. And her action. This is here we go. All right, everybody. Triple X. Here we go. Beware. And uh, that her death was caused. She So he choked her out till she was unconscious. Okay. Sexually molested her. Okay. But it seems like he wanted to play with the little boys bits and pieces, but not actually select, sexually molested them. He just wants to see. Well, what he, I guess he did molest them. He just yeah. didn't fuck them. He just wants to see what they're packing. He didn't 
penetrate them. That's all it is. Uh, it's just no, curiosity. Sodomy, maybe. Or maybe he sucked them off. Yeah. He's like, I love giving <laughs> after I kill you. It's like the rigor Morris is setting in within two hours. I'm going to have to wait. Um, so, and this is a four-year-old girl. Everyone remember how fucking oh, disturbing fuck this is. Her me. death was caused by a tree branch being forcefully inserted into her vagina. So he killed her by shoving a tree branch inside her badge. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't got any quick nippet <laughs> jokes on that one. Sorry. Oh my God. That is fucking crazy. Is and it, he's obviously shows how fucking psycho this fucking kid is. <sighs> so uh, that's so fucked up. So uh, wit- uh, witnesses uh, saw a teenager cycling away from the crime scene of, of um, Carol, Carol, Caroline. I called her. Her name is Carol. Oh, you said Caroline. I fucked up. Carol voice. Um, so witness Carol don't got a voice no more. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is V O Y C E. Voice. 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 Witness and they witnesses saw a teenager uh, oh, cycling away fuck. from Caroline Voice's crime scene, and an accurate composite sketch was created based on the witnesses' descriptions. And you can go look this up on YouTube. Do you know this boy? And it like they did a very for children or whoever saw him, or at least the witnesses, because it probably was the teenager. They supposed to be people saw a teenager. Um, and they did a pretty good job. It does look well. Like you know what? You know what the biggest thing is too. It's so much easier descriptive when you put glasses. That is so bad. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Someone for I'll leave this in the audio, but someone for uh for uh, on the because we twitch we go on twitch a little earlier for most episodes. Um. Someone said uh got uh, she got wood from Woodcock, and that is fucking horrible. But slightly funny. It is pretty funny. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, dark humor, everybody. It's just a fucking joke. Um, so they yeah, they made a composite sketch. A sketch ran on a front page of the Toronto Star, which led to the arrest on Jan- of, of Peter Woodcock on January 21st, 1957, and his subsequent uh confession to all he he obviously he subsequently confessed to to all three of the murders. Oh, okay. And it is very hot today. It's getting fucking, it's deathly hot yeah, today. Yeah, I'm starting to fucking like. This should we, and I, another Strange Brew redo that I want to do, um, that when, um, I want to redo uh, spontaneous human combustion where people just blow up because it's so hot. I just want to do that episode for like a summer episode. We we talked about that once, didn't we? <laughs> me, we and, um, to, well, me and Justin did. Uh, me and you me did and you. mention it. Because I remember I told the story. I was like, I, heard, I didn't really know. <laughs> I was being an idiot. I was like in sixth grade and I was writing a story for school and my story read and all of a sudden it looked like he was about to spontaneously combust. <laughs> and, it's like, who's and like and my buddy looked at it. He's like, that makes no fucking sense there, bud. <laughs> he's like, it looked like he was about to blow up with no signs of anything. Yeah, it is. It's a fucking hot day. So they saw the, t- uh, the teenager. They, they, they got the fucking composite sketch. He was uh, arrested on January for, uh, 21st, 1957. He confessed all three murders. He was like, yeah, fuck, I did it. He recalled upon his arrest. My fear was that my mother would find out. My my mother's biggest... Was, my mother was my biggest fear. I didn't know if the police 
would uh, let me near her or, you know, let me, he said, let her at me. I don't know if the police would let her at me. So is she going to beat him or is he concerned? No, he means let her like to be with me. Yeah, that's right. Cause yeah. he's, he's a mama's boy. He's obsessed yeah. with his mom. Let her she it. was obsessed with him, which I think made it with worse. With me, I think was a better term. I yeah. think he meant, but that. he's a child. Yeah. So, um, and Peter Woodcock was tried for only for the murder of, of Carol voice on April 11th, 1957. After a four day trial, he was found not guilty by the wow. reason of insanity. Okay. He was sent to Oak Ridge division of max, uh, maximum security prison in but found not guilty, but sent to Oak Ridge. I've never heard of this place. And it's obviously an indigenous name. Pentagonetian. Pentagonishi, Ontario. No, Pentagonishi, Ontario. Ontario. That's a fucking, it's, a, it's like a 12, 13 letter fucking word. That's Pentagonishi. Mental health. Yeah. So he was, he was uh, sent to Oak Ridge division. It was a maximum security um, in Penta, Pentagonishian. Pentagonishi. Pentagonishi, Ontario. It's a mental health. You're still health saying it wrong. I'm repeating it to you. Pentagonishian. Pentagonishi. Pentagonishian. It's an N at the end, motherfucker. I thought the N was before the E. Pentagonetian. Pentagonetian, Ontario. It's fucking weird. That's like, and and even Anton, we've done episodes. He's like, I'm surprised because you live in fucking Canada. You can't pronounce more indigenous names. I'm like, I can sometimes. I was like, but some words are fucking where you have to like, you have to like pronounce it all out because it's so like long. This one, is like a 17 two, letter three, fucking four word. syllables. Yeah. <laughs> one, two. Uh, well, while imprisoned, Peter Woodcock was diagnosed as a psychopath. They literally diagnosed him as a fucking maniac. What? Do that again. Just play that fucking what she just said. Just play what the fuck that they just said. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Pendatinguishin. It's translated from Indonesian. Pendagwa? Pendatinguishin. Pendagwintishin. I would call you if you want to. Pentagwishinishin. Pendatinguishin. Pendatinguishin. Okay, this is how bad we butcher words on here, including both of us. Pentagonisha. This is crazy also. (laughs) I'm so like, this story is nuts. And there's a lot of crazy serial killers. And that's why I like diving into them that are Canadian serial killers are nuts. And not many, it's not talked about as often. They're not, I said the anti, I was like, they're not as glorified as American serial killers that are glorified and put on front pages, like a Ted Bundy, a Jeffrey Dahmer, like there, and there's, you know, people like that in the States that kind of swept under the rug where um, only true crime nerds would really um, know who they are or research it or anything like that. Like that we don't really get shown. Um, not a lot of people know, like people are like, oh, I've heard Ted Bundy, Netflix did a documentary about them or Charles Manson, mm-hmm. that's a cult leader or whatever, but like that you don't really hear about some of these even crazier cases, I feel like they're, they're, more they're just fucked up. Well, they're just smaller too, right? And they yeah. they didn't impact like seventeen people. They impact like three. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, right? Even if it's like you know five, even like it, it's in the thing is in some of their crimes, it could be three, four people. But how disgusting and it gets, the, like, yeah, and yeah. The, the the depravity of their crimes is a much more horrific. Mm-hmm. But because. Ted Bundy went on trial, you know what I mean? And was his own lawyer, like stuff like that. That's why it gets brought, or like Jeffrey Dahmer was like living in an apartment with a bunch of people. And you know, like what's that smell? 
Tom is just cooking up a nice hot meal for himself. <laughs> um, so, because this is crazy, just right? Just a weird guy, man. So, well, well imprisoned. <laughs> Uh, Woodcock was diagnosed with a psychopath, as you said. Okay. He underwent various forms of psychiatric therapy, okay, including LSD treatment because it was popular in the 1960s. Oh, yeah. They gave yeah. him acid, okay? To try to fucking and, um, rewire his brain. I feel like mushrooms can help. I microdose all the time. I've been using mushrooms for the past like three months, like regularly, um, doing larger doses and then uh, microdosing almost every day mm. or every other day. And it's helping me. I really do think it is. Uh, I really, I love mushrooms. And I think that most people should at least try it once or twice and it, it, like use it for the purpose that it's meant for either having a positive fun time or doing it for mental health or something like that. Or have and, a terrible time. And <laughs> Billy did it once and he had a bad time. You can't, you can't base a trip off of one trip. I don't okay? care. You can't. And it, uh, it will happen. Billy will, we will do mushrooms. You know what? You, you know, like Come uh, on, no, here, here's so the level of what you're you. saying to me is, so Hey, I went skydiving and I watched my friend go first and he died right in front of me. So I decided not to go. And you're like, well, not everyone dies. I was like, I'm aware of that, but it already just happened. I and I saw it and I kind of don't want to do it again. How was that? That was like seven me, years dude. ago. That was, six oh years ago? shit. Probably five, six years ago. No, right? that was before I moved to Alberta. Four, four or five. I moved to Alberta eight years ago. Is that how fucking long ago you were in, and then you yeah. came home and we started the podcast? It was about nine, so nine-ish strange. years ago that, yeah, that I did it, the mushroom trip, and, and I still haven't fucking touched them. And the thing is, we I want to convince Billy. Well, hopefully, it'll happen. Where we do, I'm saying a gram. You, you've done, you did. Oh, a, that's cool. You did a hair. Uh, I was like, you did a heroic uh, dose. You did. <laughs> you did a very large dose. I don't like, fucking care. I don't care what I did. I don't care what the circumstances are. I'm not uh, fucking doing it. Oh man, you know fucking much. Like I just want to do it for Patreon. Is like do it. I just want you to suck my fucking dick. Fucking record. That's what you can do. Come on, man. Come on, man. Suck I'll, my dick. I'll pay a prostitute to do it if you fucking get on the. Just fucking. Don't tell this. <laughs> uh, I really maybe when Billy's like fucking thirty or forty, and uh, if we have fans that are like, we will pay the fifty bucks for the we'll we'll put one tier on Patreon as fifty dollars, and then fucking me and Billy will just do mushrooms and talk for two hours, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. So it's crazy. They gave him LSD, which I feel like that's what I'm saying. Like mushrooms can help, but I think if someone has mental health issues or they're crazy and they're a fucking psychopath, I feel like the LSD might make them worse he already fantasized that he has a gang of 500 boys just put him on acid and now he he's in jail and he's like all and he's like on his acid trip and they gave him acid and then all the boys appear and they're like you did the right thing peter don't worry we're 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 gonna break out of here and we're about to fucking give a bunch of more people wood (laughs) (laughs) jesus uh and and he was also given another personality breaking drug scopolamine which is fucked because scopolamine scopolamine is um devil's breath i'm pretty sure i don't know what that is um it's a one of the most dangerous drugs in the world what Uh, is it here let me i'm gonna is it like chemical is it it's um i'm pretty sure if i'm thinking right it's let me look at this up very, fairly quickly uh, because I, I fucking have a feeling 
Scopolamine is known as hippocyne or devil's breath. I was right. It is a natural synthetic produced trampine. I can't remember. Pronounce a it. natural synthetic. Yeah. And uh, formerly used medicated for treating motion sickness. And so me and Juan did an entire episode of devil's breath. Go back and listen to it. And it makes people go fucking insane. Uh, it is it, it's supposed to be. It's funny because they're supposed to be used it for. Uh, preventing nausea and vomiting um, uh, after uh, anesthesia, uh, anesthesia yeah. um, and stuff like that, and during surgery. But people have used it. If you take large amounts of scopolamine, you can like black out and do like the craziest shit. And we did, me and wanted a whole episode. It's literally known as one of the most dangerous drugs in the world. And they gave it to fucking Peter Woodcock, someone who murdered children and thought that he had a gang of boys riding around with him. That's weird. I've never heard of anybody like doing that. They also gave him uh, sodium amytal. Let's look up what that is. Sodium amytal. Me neither. I, I know what scopamine is because I remember because it's called devil's breath and it's like, yeah, and it's just funny like back in the day, it's like, we're just going to give people the most dangerous drugs in the fucking world. It's a drug, uh, it's a barbiturate, weird, short-term treatment of insomnia. They're literally just giving him Sleeping like... Sleeping pills. They're giving him whatever they... Th- they gave him uh, methadrine and dexamel. dexamel. Okay, just fuck it. He, They gave him a bunch of fucking drugs. That's fucking... I just think it's crazy that they they gave him these type of drugs. I think that's fucking nuts that they gave him this. Uh, it's a brand name for a drug, sodium... It's, it's fucking... It's a pill... What was it used for? Um, trademark brand of mixture of dextramethin, uh, whatever, I can't pronounce these words, used for obesity and mental depression. They, they're they giving him like anything. Just like, let's just see what works. And I feel like they're experimenting on him, in my opinion. Probably. And, and, and just seeing, hey, here, what do these drugs do to this kid? He was subjected to dyads, um, a personally... Uh, a personality breaking therapy in which inmates challenge each other on each other's belief systems. So it would be okay. You, they're, they're putting prisoners in a room and they're being like, what do you think about politics, Peter? And then they say, what about you fucking Jeremy? And they just fucking you guys got opposing views. Fight it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. 1960s was a weird fucking time, honestly. And it was referred to as the hundred day the hundred day hate in. Okay. So they all hated each other for fucking a hundred days. <laughs> they like, they put him in a room, all these other fucking psychopaths and made them battle it out in conversations. Were they at least in straight jackets oh, so they fucking, couldn't do anything? Yeah, I know. It's like, fuck you, man. I fucking hate politics. Like, you know, I think this governor was, fuck that governor. It's like, and dye ads was developed in the 1950s to the early 1960s by a Harvard, uh, Harvard psychologist and former CIA interrogation and psychological warfare expert, Henry A. Murray. So they used a former fucking CIA agent and um, a psychologist to develop this fucking therapy of having inmates battle it out about social problems and belief systems. What a fucking strange time to be in a fucking mental ward where Mm -hmm. it's just like, we're just going to see, we're going to throw shit at a wall and see if it sticks. See if anything makes these people any better. Well, I didn't know much, right? It's like, you're not normal in our sense of normal so like we gotta see what the fuck happens that's so crazy you gotta start somewhere (laughs) he engaged in um in sexual acts and exploitive and exploited his fellow inmates 
and uh, coercive sexual acts. He so, talked them into having sex. Yes. Who were, were <laughs> often, uh, so. I'm proud and, of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but remember, Peter Woodcock is fairly intelligent. So he, uh, were, were like, he was often doing this and exploiting his fellow inmates to give for sexual gratification mm-hmm. were often less intelligent and less sane than he even was. So the people that were, you know, put a knife in their hand and they'll kill themselves type of people <laughs> that, that uh, he was convincing people that were totally mentally unstable to do whatever he wanted because he was smart. He obviously knew, especially as he gets older, he probably knew how to manipulate people, right? Mm-hmm. He was he convinced uh, inmates that he had a contract with an Amer- imaginary gang called the Brotherhood on the outside, and that in the in the order he, uh, in in order to be initiated into the gang called the Brotherhood, uh, inmates had to perform uh, oral sex on him and bring him gifts of cigarettes. Is that fun? That's kind of cool. <laughs> it's like good for him. I'm part of this order. It's called the Brotherhood. Okay. And if you want to get in this gang, it's super cool. Okay, we do a lot of fun things, man. You know, we throw we throw shit at walls. Um, we sexually molest the nurses, any any nurse that's around. This is anyone a nurse cap. We 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 sexually assault them. It's a lot of fun. I think you guys have a great time. Uh, but to get in, uh, you have to sexually uh suck. You have to suck my dick. Um, okay. <laughs> Woodcock was eventually transferred to a less restrictive institute and ultimately arrived at Brockville Psychiatric Hospital. Mm. Here, staff indulged his passions for trains by taking him to the Smith's Fall Railway Museum and even took him to see Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Fuck sakes. They took him to see a psycho kid that believes he sees imaginary people. And you like see- horror, right? <laughs> you like trains. We like trains. Everyone likes trains, right? Well, choo-choo. Um, <laughs> you want to go see Silence of the Lambs? You, you bet your sweet ass I do. Yes, I do. I would and like then he's like, instead of like, obviously just like seeing um, what's your name as like the, the victim, he's like, you know what? Like, Hannibal Lecter I understand. Is the I understand them. <laughs> and the thing, they take him to a movie of someone who is in a psychiatric facility, a prison for eating people and being a psychopath. And then he's probably loving this the entire time. Yeah, it's fucking weird. I can't treat. believe they. Canada has a weird justice system. It's like we talked about. Um, we need to talk about Clifford Olson. Mm-hmm. And Clifford Olson was paid ten thousand dollars for the cops to find the bodies that he disposed of. They paid him money. I think it was either ten or a hundred thousand dollars, and he gave it to his family, and they paid him to find the bodies. The only, the only time this has ever been done in history. It's like Canadians do not know how to deal with fucking crazy people. So we're all a little crazy. Right. And gave him some money, and there you go. You got more evidence now. You got all the proof. <laughs> during his time, suck away. So during his time, this is when he allegedly changed his name to David Michael Kruger, rekindling a, uh, a relationship with uh, Bruce Hamill, mm-hmm. an Ottawa killer who had been released from Oak Ridge and was working as a security guard at the Ottawa courthouse. He's say oh, fucking another uh, another uh, an Ottawa killer, someone who's a psychopath that was able to work as a security guard at a courthouse in Ottawa. What is wrong with our justice system? Just like oh, we're gonna fucking uh, put Tamara Lynch in prison, and then uh, one of the freedom fighters that organized the convoy, and they put her in prison. But in the same article on the newspaper, it said convicted fucking sexual. Um, a, a, a guy that sexually molested and assaulted people was released after like a week. 
So wow. it's like our justice system is fucking weird in general. That's insane. Like, and it's in the same news article, like the same. And I'm like, what has happened? And it, obviously it's been like this for a long time. Like the fact that like, all right, you got released from jail like, and you were a murderer. Um, do you want us to be a security guard? I think you'd be good at it. I just, I think it might be, uh, I think it might be good. Oh my fucking God. Kruger convinced Hamill an alien brotherhood would solve his problems if he helped kill another Brockville inmate, Dennis Keir. This is fucking nuts, man. This whole story is beyond crazy. The fact that and he convinced another guy, like, yo, if you help me, because I'm in this like court system and if you're a security guard already, like, so on July 13th, 1991, Bruce Hamill went to the hardware store, bought a plumber's wrench, a hatchet and knives and a sleeping bag. What is he, fucking Jason Voorhees? Going to beat this guy against a tree in a sleeping bag? And then he went to Brockville Hospital, signed out, the 42 year old Kruger on his, um, as an escort. Uh, mm. This is fucking, this is the craziest story I've, I've heard in a long time when it comes to serial killers or, you know, murderers and, and the things that they end up getting away with. So at the time, and this is years after where Peter is now 52 known as David Michael Kruger. Okay. And he's, he's in the jail and he can obviously, as we say, he convinced, another murderer that became a security guard to fucking let him out on like furlough and had to escort him on a day pass. I don't know how this got pulled off. This is absolutely fucking nuts. That this even happened. That's insane. Within the first hour of his unsupervised release in 34 fucking years, Kruger, Peter Woodcock arranged to meet Dennis cure in the woods. He's like, you know what? I want to meet you in the woods. Uh, and this was someone who he spent. how he did the, that quickly. And this is someone he spent time in jail with. Yeah. That was obviously on the outside now. Was released. And when Dennis Cure arrived, um, Peter Woodcock, David Michael Kruger at the time, struck him in the head with a fucking pipe wrench and continued to beat him into unconsciousness. And who knows if this guy may be harassed and beat up or whatever to Peter and then he just took it out on him. So you're the one Peter and David Michael Kruger, because he changed his name <laughs> and Hamill then sees the hatchet and the knife that have been hidden in the bushes while waiting for his arrival. And the hatchet stabbed uh, Dennis and they, they, they stabbed, they hacked him and stabbed him and mutilated his body, nearly severing his head. They, they both did it. Oh, Jesus. The other murderer that got released from the jail to help fucking Peter Woodcock actually helped murder this other guy. And then guess what they did? Uh, they sodomized the fucking corpse. Oh, my God. This is like fucking beyond crazy. And then fucking Peter Woodcock, David Michael Kruger at the time, left the scene, walking to a police station about two miles away and turned himself in. So to me, right, that fucking... That guy, Dennis Cure, must have fucked with Peter in jail, and he just wanted revenge. Yeah, and it is absolutely. And nuts. after thirty-four years, thirty-four of being fucking in, years in, in jail, you're like, this is kind of my life. Like, I don't want to really be. I feel like he anymore. he's in jail for the rest of his life. Yeah. He's for some like, and I I believe in karma, and I believe in the universe attracting certain things. Now you have to have yin and yang and all this. Yeah, stuff. yeah. It is weird for events like this to unfold. 
Mm-hmm. Like where it's just like this guy meets up with this guy that's equally as psycho and then they meet up and they're like, you know what we should do is like this guy, this guy fucked me in my butthole in jail. <laughs> I did not like it. And I'm going to get him. He's, he's going to get got. Even and though I'm gonna get everyone him. else sucked my dick because I convinced him that there was a brotherhood. I didn't him. like sucking anyone else's. But I don't like being sodomized. I ain't no bottom. And so <laughs> that's fucking absolutely bonkers in my opinion that this all transpired, that this happened is fucking crazy. 34 years too. Like you get it. You're like, fuck K. The guy's been in jail for 34 years. Like that's more than our maximum penalty to fully release somebody. And it's yeah. like shown a lot of potential. Like give him, give him a, a day. Well, that's pass. why Canadian politics are stupid. And our justice system is obviously fucked. Like when I, when I am getting probation um, and when I was a kid, I was 14 years old. I got drunk and I stole a bike mm-hmm. and, um, we steal bikes all the time. Speaking of bicycles, Schwinn bikes, you know, we, Schwing. me and my buddies used to just find bikes and we used to just take them. Um, even from people's backyards, I was fucking 13 or 14 at the time. We ride them around and we leave them somewhere. You're fucking piece of shit. I was a piece of shit at the time, but we didn't think about it. My friends were also from very bad families and stuff like that and poor stuff like that. So I, we just kind of did whatever just, and so it was like a normal thing to me. And then when I was like, I was drunk, it was the first day of grade nine and me and this kid Kyle that I just met, we rode down and we fucking were at the elementary school and we decided to steal a bike. And this kid that like knew my brother was like, oh, you can actually steal those bikes. And I was like, yeah, if you tell him, I'm going to fucking kill you. So I, they, even though when I went to court, they dropped the threat. Like we were able to get the threat dropped, but because Kyle showed up in court dressed up all nice, he got off, but I got probation because I just wore my normal clothes. Didn't think about the justice system and how it worked and how we have to be appealing. And, but I left my bike at the high school. I didn't want to steal it. I just wanted to ride it and I wasn't actually going to keep it. And Kyle kept his and tore it apart to sell for parts. As this kid knew, obviously, what he was doing at, in grade nine. And he got, didn't get probation, but I did. And then my life spiraled because I was now on probation where if I got caught drinking or smoking weed from my mother, she would put me in jail and stuff like that. So it spiraled. So, like, the fact that these people, like, that our justice system is weird where you have people that maybe have molested someone or killed someone and they get, like, especially the, the sexual assault stuff, they get, like, three, four years sometimes. And then they're just released, and it's just fucking nuts. But if someone's like, "Oh, is that uh, uh, what was that one?" The the Olympian swimmer, what was his name again? The Brock, someone. Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck! What did he? What did he do again? Didn't he? Yeah, he raped a girl at a party. Yeah, and then I got yeah, just, and completely dropped one hundred percent. Didn't have it. Boys will be boys. Yes, it came, type it of got thing. typed yes. off too. I was like. We yeah, and it, the, the justice system. What's fuck's his fucked. name again? I forgot. I forgot all about him. He was yeah. the swimmer. He was like, "You're gonna ruin this Kid, brilliant, yeah, talented man's Kid's life future. because of one mistake." And it's like, yeah, that's what happens when yeah, you when make you, that kind of mistake. That type of mistake. Well, they do. If you in in uh, you know, obviously with Anton being the state stuff that happens with football games, mm-hmm. like uh, kids in um, high school football, like where it's like the whole town comes to watch this guy, fucking Bryce. And Bryce is the golden star. And Bryce boy. raped. And he, they, you know, the whole football team rapes a fucking girl. And then it's just like, but they have to play their season. You know, we can't not let them play. You know, the, the whole town comes out for this. It is fucked. And that's the truth of the matter that this happens. People get off. Uh, but then if someone is mentally ill, they're like, all right, jail for 50 years. <laughs> um, so crazy. So for the murder of Dennis Keir, uh, Peter Woodcock, David Michael Kruger was transferred back to Oak Ridge division of the, Penta da Boa whatever fucking mental health <laughs> center, uh, where he was set, spent his uh, majority of his. Uh, That's how you knew how to pronounce it. Were you there? Yeah. Were you? Were you on? Were you, were you in it? 
Were you in is it? That, is that why you know exactly? <laughs> Penta you live by? Like, I don't know. What do they say? It, it transferred from uh, which, which Indonesia. Which house you say? Pentanagation, uh, whatever. Yeah, something like that. Whatever. Me- mental Close health uh, center where he spent uh, the majority of his time of his 34 preceding years <clears throat> in custody. He had 34 more years to go until his death. Uh, I was going to say that equally. He was in there for 34. He had 34 more years. Yes. That's fucking 68 years. And he was 19 when he went yeah. in. Yeah. Brown, so yeah. you're assuming this motherfucker is living to 87? Yeah. Good math. Good math. Uh, <laughs> and years after uh, Kier's, Dennis Kier's murder, um, he was focused on a uh, biography and several documentary films. He was the focus of a biography and several uh, other documentary films. I'm sure you can find on like, YouTube and stuff. And sometimes try to explain why he killed. But he never came up with rational reasons. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish that I had like a clip to play of him because I didn't know if he did any interviews or not. And he said in a 1993 interview, I'm accused of uh, having no morality, which is a fair assessment because uh, my morality is whatever the system allows. Like he's, oh, he's pure psycho. And on March 5th, 2010, his 71st, ber- 71st birthday, uh, Peter Woodcock at the time, David Michael Kruger, died of natural causes. Yeah, he's 75. And 71, 71. 71, but in jail your whole life. Like, I'm sure it yeah. takes a toll. Manson fucking, Manson, like, was what? How old was Manson? Like yeah, but when you, live, when you live a good life in jail, it's a little different. Manson spent most of his fucking life in jail. It, this story is fucking absolutely nuts. I, like I said, I, I definitely want to uh, give the fans, especially the Canadian fans, and, and for the States, because, you know, obviously, um, and we had a really good review, a shout about, like that, you know, that somebody said, like, in a, in a, in a world of oversaturated podcasts um, that were unique and were different and, you know, that's cool. And that we're, that we're doing stuff different and we're being like, we, we tried to be genuine as people. I've, I say, we say a lot of crazy stuff, you know, it's a lot of dark humor, but the thing is I genuinely, what I say to everybody when I go out and hang out with my friends. See, and the thing is me and Billy are, have been best friends for, fucking 12, 13 years. And the thing That's is gross. I'm getting old. Yeah. We're, we're both getting old. I was like, I was talking to a cousin at a, a family party. Cause I was actually allowed to go for once. Cause before, <laughs> before I couldn't go. Cause I was uh, not shot it up. And now they're like, it's okay now. And I was talking to one of my cousins. And he's like, he's like, it's, he's like, I still have like some of our like older family being like, uh, you know, uh, I remember you were a little boy. And he's like, I'm fucking 43 and have like three kids. It's just like, it's just like, he's like, I still feel kind of like I'm 30. And I was like, I'm 30 and I feel like I'm still like 25. Like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't like, it's, it's weird as we it get never older, goes away <laughs> and you're like, Oh weird. This is so weird how older we're getting, but like that, you know, that I try to literally be as genuine as I am in real life on this podcast. Obviously we over exaggerate stuff and have a little fun, but I think we're killing the game and uh, I'm excited to dive into more. Like I love when me and Billy do serial killers. True crime is always fucking so fun. And it is weird. a fun. It is a fun one. And it's not fun in the fact that it's it's oh this is more it's morbid and crazy that these things happen. The fact that it happens. Oh no, I'm having I'm having fun because it's fun. Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. No, no, no. no. I, I you're. Yeah. Again, you misunderstood me. I enjoy people dying. <laughs> it is kidding. it is crazy for half of this stuff to have even accumulated 
for how this story unfolded. So fucking nuts. Uh, yeah, you'll, you know, more serial killers are coming, more crazy content's coming. People are fucked. Yeah, we're not done. And that's an end, that's an end fucking sentence right yes. there. People are fucked. fucked. And I think it's time <laughs> for. Oh, you actually have one? Oh. Damn right. Dude. I got a good one too. Shit. Are you retarded? <laughs> <laughs> it's time we usually for blank that out. <laughs> Billy's fun back the day. You can hear you breathe in after because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that almost made me cough. Uh, anyways, did you know McDonald's once invented bubblegum flavored broccoli? Actually. For shizzy, they did. Why? They were trying to appeal to children eating their vegetables. That's disgusting. They, I don't think it was ever really released, but yeah, they they said on a conference, they're like, look, like we've been playing with this, and it's uh, pink broccoli, and it tastes like bubblegum, apparently. But like, even their salads, if you look at like salads from McDonald's or Wendy's, Wendy's more of a Canadian thing, but that they... It's like a fucking it's it, the the amount of calories you get in a salad is the same as like a Big Mac. Yeah, it's kind of gross. It's fucking weird for something you're trying to sell health. You're like it's healthy, but well, it's they're like, just trying to get yeah kids to eat their broccoli. So like whatever genuinely manufactured thing that was, yeah, obviously it probably wasn't good for them. But if you translate like this is broccoli, oh, yeah. eat oh, it up and sell. then. Yeah, and the thing is too. I just want to say this at the end of this. It's like it's like imagine being that dude that has that job um, where you get to try out all the. You'd be fat as fuck. I feel like, or you just take a nibble, I guess. But those people that they actually get paid, legitimately get paid, decent amount of money to just try the products that they're trying to sell to the public. You know, when you get like they got a barbecue bacon onion burger from fucking Burger King. It's just like they sell. They someone. Uh, uh, there was people, two or three people that try that and then tell you if it's good or not and you should put it on market. Like I've seen those docs where they show them, like the people that actually do it. And it's like, this could go, uh, this not so much. And they like, I saw a thing at McDonald's how they, there was a dude trying all the different dipping sauces for yeah, the nuggets. Yeah. It's just like, that's so fucking wow. crazy for a fucking Plum job. is just the way to go. Sweet know, and sour. That's, that's what Every Josh time. likes. So we appreciate day, everybody. Guys. We love everybody. Um, it's not always night when people are listening to this. Uh, it's dr- dr- during the I day, tell people this. have a good night when I meet them at 10 a.m. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, you, you, I, I don't care what happens in your day. I just hope you have a good night tonight. So we love everybody. Love everybody. We love you guys. Um, and you know what? Uh, you know where to find us? Stranger Podcast on Instagram. Um, I'm banned from Facebook all the time, but we do have a thing on there. Uh, Strange Food Podcast, you can find us on Facebook. And obviously, subscribe to the YouTube or the, well, yeah, YouTube too, but subscribe to the Patreon. We got a lot of fun content coming. Um, there's episodes coming out uh, two to three times a month. We have a lot of content that you'll never get or never hear uh, on the main show. Uh, so make sure to check that out. That's how you can support us is buy merch and the Patreon. So we love you guys. Uh, all right, everybody love everybody. We love you guys. Cat, Kirby! How are you doing today? Are you doing bad? That's good. <laughs> Don't you forget, your little ignorant dumb bitch. Lay back on cassette because my dick you can't flip this. But close no rest. Now I'm feeling obnoxious. Play this beat to death. Go in a stadium and rock it. I know I can do it. I know that I can. Because just this morning took a shot. A Kirby medicine, fuck yeah, I'm mad. Strip down, I'll attack. And I am well aware that you lie down on your back for anybody even old enough to resemble your dad. 
like some trauma in your past you had I thought a future was something you would be into But you never gave it a thought You fucking little twat Did you all in the moment Act like you own it Put that song hands in the air Like you don't care Change the word hands To behind your derriere Now she's getting scared Taste facts flat ass You have too much sass Cause you think that you're better But it's better late than never Cause when I pull down this lever It will show off all my feathers I will peek up Shine!